Hey everyone, welcome to Profession Confession. This is Gabe, uh, your host, Gabe Noah. And with me as always is the um, caramelized uh, stallion, um, Tevin Pittman. Hello. My voice is hoarse, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry that I had to put the baritone back in the in the uh, the place where you put Holsters? horses. Oh, no, stable? It's the stable, yep. Okay. Where you keep black beauty. And... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, it's not a racist comment. Actually, a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, this episode this week we have uh, John Creasel. And if you don't know John Creasel, and you don't know America, Dick, you hear me? He's a war hero. John is uh, has a, a crazy story. He's told it before. He is a war hero. Gets his legs blown off. We do not treat it respectfully. <laughs> He's a great guy. And I didn't know what I was going to think of him. You never do. And he came in and just, it was instantly really fun. And uh, he's just a just a piece of shit, which which I really liked. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he was just a, just really, really fun. This is, this is a fun little podcast. It's short, um, and that's because we're going to have him back. So we just wanted to put this one out because we're probably going to put out two this week since it's the holiday and you're traveling. And we want to say thanks for waiting. And, uh, yeah, and nothing brings the family together like profession confession so um anyway it's it's a it's a gnarly one treated uh with no respect as a war hero like him deserves and uh check out his book still standing which is a much more cogent um and clear uh run through this story and you know everything around it uh but ours is a lot funnier but uh and then if you want to get that book what is the website uh, it's gonna be john com. yes and he will be back for more um, I will grease his nubs until he comes back. And then also, this week, this Saturday, I'm talking Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving, I'm going to be on the Steve Gillespie and Friends show at Sisyphus Brewing in Minneapolis, Minnesota. If you've never been to Sisyphus, it's the arguably the best comedy room in town. Steve is uh, super funny, also part deaf, but... Um, <laughs> He's he's a funny guy if you can ignore the cotton sticking out of his ears. But uh no, he's he's he is great. I'm even better. And uh Steve's copy it says <laughs> Great comics. He said great comics, great beer, great laughs. Steve Gillespie, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, so if that doesn't make you want to come out to the show, I don't think anything. Who doesn't want to see that? I think that is it. Check us out on Patreon, yep. social media. We're getting on the horse, buy our T-shirt, and uh, yeah. And if you sign up for for Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Profession Confession Podcast. If you donate to our Patreon, we'll send you a free shirt so you can kill two birds with one stone. And uh, then as we come up with more merch, um, we'll send out the first editions of all our merch to our Patreon subscribers because they've been supporting us for so long. So we appreciate all of you guys, and no donation is too small. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs, America's number one Jewish-owned saxophone store. Hey guys, this is Gabe, and uh, I'd like to introduce our first sponsor, Brady Mason. He's a realtor. Have you ever even tried to buy a house before? It's impossible. Even if you do get uh, you know, approved or if you're cool enough to get a mortgage or whatever, then you have to go through and hear all this jargon from these other realtors, like a buyer, seller, mortgage. Like, what? What, am I a doctor? <laughs> Listen, I'm just trying to buy a house, guy. And that's why I'm looking for Brady Mason. If you've never bought a house before, call him. Because guess what? Brady's never sold a house before. He doesn't even have his license, but he should by the time you call him. Brady Mason. Once again, that's... Brady Mason at Edina Realty. His phone number is 612-709-4333 or bradymason.edinarealty.com. Uh, check him out. Do you know where this road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? 
For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. How, how often do people hit you up for painkillers? I don't use any painkillers. I'm sure you don't, but you have no legs. So right. I'm assuming people always... I used to be a drug addict. Okay. So whenever you see people who are like injured or who have been, you always just assume that. I had a couple family members early on. There he is. Like yeah. early, early on, be like, oh, hey, I got a real, I got a back pain. Yeah. Or what? And I was like, no. Yeah. So it was like, yes. okay. yeah, I just, I don't know. Did I, you never use them through the process? No. When I was in the hospital, shit. I would think so. Yeah. I was like, that's impossible. An absolute fuckload of right. these. It was methadone. Dilated yeah. at first. Oh, I know. I, I and then always. when I got back home, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't feel any pain. There's a point where pain's a good thing. Yeah. Your body telling you, stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. And I wasn't fully healed up yet, when right. I, even when I got back home. So I just got a big pill box and weaned myself off. I took a little scissors and shaved you off. You did it yourself? Yep. Did you keep a chart? Or like, you no. know, like right away? No. I just took a, it was like a two-week pillbox, and I shaved off with scissors. Because I tried it when I was at Walter Reed. Uh-huh. I dropped by five milligrams a day. Way too fast. Nightmare. Way too fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They say like My doctor one was milligram like, a week. What the fuck are yeah, you yeah. doing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy, actually. So so you, you know withdrawal. Like, I mean, you know real withdrawal to some mm-hmm. degree, right? Yeah. That's fucking, it's horrible. Um. <laughs> I've done it a couple of times. Sure. Yeah, but uh, not to brag. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I was trying to think of my more unconventional ones before we go through that. But, oh, yeah, just even like in reading about your life, there's, you know, you, you, you now seem very achieved, you know. But where would you be, like, had your legs never been blown off, would you be the same guy? Blown off is a weird way to kind of say it. They were blown off. off. Yeah. I mean, I looked down (laughs) and I was looking at them and they were mangled. Yeah. I knew that they were not, like, they were going to have to cut them off. Was that the worst part, seeing it? Like, I mean, in a way? No, the worst part was hearing. So, to back up a minute. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. We hit a 200-pound bomb in Iraq on the way to... Find someone was digging in the road. One of the unmanned drones above us spotted someone digging in the road. We knew that they weren't planting flowers, right. yeah. So we had to go and roll them up, and we didn't get there. We got to about five hundred yards short of them. We rounded a corner. Two hundred pounds of explosives blew up underneath our vehicle, and so I've I flip. I heard the sound go off. I woke up on the ground. I looked down. My left leg had the femur was broken, sticking out, oh. and it was wide open like a baked potato, but with the bone sticking out. My right leg, just below the knee, was mangled, and I could hear the blood squirting into the sand. What? Yes, and I was like, "I'm dead." Right. I am going to die, and I'm an optimistic it, yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I was like, "Fucking game over." Was the panic inside? I mean, like. I don't know. Was that hard to keep yourself from panicking? There really? was no or panic. Just, really? No, that's the human body. You're in shock, and you're just like, oh, this fucking sucks. I've been a Vikings fan, so I'm used to the fucking yeah. worst game. I was and at I the have, game in 98. I, I was, too. Yeah. I have a more reliable leg than any kicker we've that's had right. since then. That's right. So when you say a 200-pound bomb, like what is like normally, is that like taking out like a house like how big is yeah what pounds? is that blast actually like, it's these were home how many firecrackers right yeah, like, yeah. Right, right how many yeah. m80s yeah. how many black full of m80s yeah uh, no they they cut two propane tanks off made explosives by hand and packed them into them oh okay so so there's normally like nuts you do and... like one one five five round which is an artillery round which mm-hmm. would fuck up a, a house for mm-hmm. sure yeah they do one to two of those this is Probably four of those, five of those equivalent. I'm not Holy I'm shit. sure. This was by far the biggest one that anybody in our unit had encountered. Wow. Yep. And of course. And it's all yours. It had to be us that hit it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then you said that you heard it 
What do you hear of a of an explosion? I guess like I, I it mean, was like a clank, and so I presume that that was the, the propane tanks. Oh, okay. That was expand because it just went blink. Okay, and so then then you did not the hear ground. the actual because it essentially sucks all the oxygen out of the area. Is that right? I think sort so. of. Okay, I, I heard like this whooshing sound. Okay, and I got knocked out for a minute. Woke up on the ground, and I heard rocks. Is it just like the movies where like it's silent and and then you hear like the pebble? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was. And then there was. Can I make that noise while you're telling this? It was solid. No, (laughs) you were spot on. It was. There was tinnitus. Your ears are ringing. But I heard rocks hitting the ground. Rocks hitting the Humvee. It sounded like a big ass hailstorm. Did the Humvee actually like? As far as you know, you know, does it blow the Humvee up? Like, does it? Does the front wheels leave the ground? Wheels were over? gone. The doors were gone. Really? And each of the doors takes four strong dudes to lift. So it was... Jesus uh, And it was on its side. So I was looking at it, and I heard my friend next to me gurgling. So I knew he was way worse off than me. So I was just... I had to be selfish, and I realized that I was like, if I do live, I don't want... I don't want my last memory to be one of my closest friends. One of the guys I was in charge of bringing home... Yeah. To be, to see them dead or severely injured. And I had to remain calm because I had to stop squirting blood. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need, so I was so, an EMT before I went. I trained. Oh, really? I, that wasn't my job, but I right. worked towards that. I went through EMT training. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So so you made a conscious decision not to look um, at the, wow. And wow. everything was so slow. That was the thing that was fucked up. Yeah. That, I was sitting there, and everything was moving slow, and my thoughts were clear. Like, on a Monday morning this week, my thoughts were not as clear as they were that day. Really? Yeah. Just hypervigilance so because of I the think that's, yeah, life. It's just survival. Life Human body yeah. is an amazing thing. Yeah. God damn. What, um, what is the feeling, I guess, when that – so I guess what did you see in a, with our show people just – Love gory details, so don't spare anything on sure. our account. Yeah, is is, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. So imagine a baked potato on my left leg, a baked potato open with the femur, which is your large bone in your upper leg, sticking out, crossed, oh. like a cross. Oh. You know, just what? below the skull. Take it down a little bit. <laughs> and then my right leg, just below the knee, was absolutely like I had stuck it into a wood chipper, and that's the one that was squirting blood to the point that I could hear it. And then uh, my left arm, both bones in the in the forearm were broken, so that was hanging. And I was more concerned about that than yeah, my legs. Yeah. I was like, I don't want I there I to be too. any nerve nerve damage, you know? Yeah, because you gotta be able to like pick stuff up and like you, you wanna be able, be able to, to hold off. stuff. You gotta be able, yeah, that too. Yeah. That's I guess that was the last thing I was Oh, I thought you were two handed. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Gotta, yeah. Yeah. A lot of grip. Gotta be versatile. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What uh, and then did I read one that it, you said that you woke? I don't know. Woke up or had had your leg on your chest? They had to. So oh the, God, they the packed guys you up. Came, well, my my guys that were in the vehicle ahead of us, which was a a tank, it was a armored personnel carrier, Bradley fighting vehicle. Yeah. So the two guys that are in the turret, we didn't have a medic with us because we were gonna for sure meet up with the enemy. We thought. Yeah. So we wanted an extra rifleman with us. Murphy's Law. Yeah. You cancel your auto insurance, you get in a fucking car accident right. the minute you pull out of your driveway. Yeah. You don't bring a medic with you on a patrol in Iraq, you get blown up. Right. So, of course, but we all go through combat lifesaver training. They came rushing back in that uh, Bradley fighting vehicle. They come out to perform first aid. Driver went up into the turret to maintain radio communications with the uh, medevac helicopter. So my buddies come out. First dude that comes up to me, my buddy Adam from far, far, far northern Minnesota. The dude just cannot sugarcoat anything. He's like, Crease, not going to lie to you, dude. Your legs are really fucking bad. Okay? <laughs> and I was looking down like, no shit. Right, yeah, right. I'm not blind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, but you're going to be good. You're fine. So he put a tourniquet on my right leg, got that to be squared away. And he had to go work on the others. Yep, good to go. I'm not going anywhere right now. And then the next dude from that vehicle came up. 
My buddy Todd, he lives in Oakdale now. He was the total opposite. He was like, buddy, you look so great you're, right you're now. You're killing this, man. <laughs> yeah. You're a rock star. He was like, yeah. you you're a leg look model. amazing. Oh, my yeah. God, you're going to be home soon. I was like, this is the <laughs> fakest smile I'd seen until mm-hmm. I got into politics. <laughs> what did, uh, I mean, what does that feel like in those moments going through? Like, I, I can see being really irritable with that and fucking hating that. Or are you you're benevolent, kind of? Yeah, calm. You're just yeah. calm because I was, and I'm not a quitter. Yeah. But I was just like, there There was this mindset of like, I'm, I'm going to die. When people talk about this after the fact, I don't want them to make it sound like I was freaking out and fucking no losing shit. my mind. Yeah, yeah that Where makes sense. I was sense. like, this is it. And I'm sure my legacy. Other, yeah, <laughs> right. So I'm like, I don't want to go out sounding like a puss. Yeah. But how do you not? Because you did have kids, right? At that point? Well, my ex wife's stepkids. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, they don't count. Because, uh, no. No, because, I mean, truly. I love them. Yeah. But no, of course. She had a boyfriend at that time. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's uh, truly like now that I have kids, you just like I could cry at any moment. If so it, I can't yeah. imagine, you know. So I did but, think about them. Yeah, yeah. They were a huge driving force. And to this yeah. day, I still love them. Yeah. But yeah, where you think about all that stuff. But then I was close. And they had one of the guys, one of our um, guys in the vehicle, a Marine. We were mixed with Marines. He got launched out of the vehicle and was running around just talking nonsense because he had a brain injury. And he was like, he was like, what the fuck's going on? What time is it? Because his watch had been blown off. Was he that as confident as you just delivered it? <laughs> yes. Yes. And, but the funny thing is, this kid. What's going on? I love him. Mm-hmm. He's not all there. And yeah. I, it, so he started the deployment with a brain injury, clearly. Right. right. And he was from Idaho, and we'd always talk shit to him. We'd be like, I guarantee if we flew out there, pulled one of those fucking potatoes up, it has a higher IQ than you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he never disagreed. <laughs> right. So they set him down next to me. They said, Keep Creasel talking. So he was like, Sergeant Creasel, where do you live? Cottage Grove. What's your favorite team? Minnesota Vikings. What's your favorite color? Blue. Roger, Roger. Hey, Sergeant Creasel, <laughs> where do you live? Oh. So I was like, get this motherfucker away from me yeah. right now. Absolutely. That's, that's but he lot. kept me alert and yeah, alive. Absolutely. So he's. The other guy saved my life, but Bruce just as much because he pissed me the fuck yeah. off. Yeah, got was, the adrenaline pumping a little and bit. In the yeah. incident report, when the guys that had to write about it, uh, my Todd, who's one of my closest friends, he was in my wedding and everything. He was like, "I knew that Bruce was doing his job when I heard John fucking swearing at him and all this <laughs> stuff like that." Yeah, <laughs> what? Uh, I guess through that process. And so you go to, I mean, where do you go next? You go to a hospital, like, are you conscious through this entire ride? They put me on the helicopter and and my other buddies, and we flew to the first field hospital. Once we got in the air, they asked me a question. I was too exhausted to answer it. And then I woke up eight days later okay. in the United States. Jeez. But they had the first field hospital, they shocked me back to life three times. And I didn't know this. Until two years later when Jim Cosmo was writing my book about what happened to me. Yeah. And it was first person, present tense. Once I was in a coma, Head there's to, no voice. Yeah, yeah. So then he was like, what the fuck am I going to do? So he talked to everyone that was there with me when I was asleep, mm-hmm. quotation marks. And that's when my company commander said, he watched him shock me back to life three times. Wow. So... Through that period, you were, you know, asleep or whatever, as you say. You have no, you know, you don't remember dreams. There's no pictures of waking up. It's just black space in your life. When I was close to being done on mm-hmm. the ground, I I had like a mini flashback to Little League Baseball. And I wasn't even good. Yeah. So I don't even know why that. And then my mother answering the phone, which... I had a wife at that time, mm-hmm. too, so I was like, what? So those are the two brief memories, so I can't say that my life flashed before So it was eyes, just a was picture like, of your mom answering the phone, like a vision or a hearing? Yeah, yeah, her? Okay. yeah, yeah. a vision yeah. of it, and okay. a vision of me playing Little League Baseball. 
Right. So it was like... Did you get a hit, at least in the right. fucking fantasy? Was it a home run? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I was swinging, but I, <laughs> right. which was rare. My dad called me Johnny Walker because I walked so many times. So. <laughs> I used to go up and work. I used to work the count for walks, too. And fucking oh, yeah. little hey, league. I, just wasn't, I, I didn't have any power. I couldn't fucking hit a bunch of grounders. <laughs> I had a good arm. That's it. But uh, what... Uh, God, okay. I talked to a guy who's who was a double amputee and actually were... You know, we wanted to do a charitable like component. Yep. Okay. And we wanted to do, and it was funny because he had military gear on. Mm-hmm. And because of the show, I'm a fucking predator now for any like dark story. So it's like, hey, uh, what do you, you know, you start going and sure. talking to him. Yep. And after a little bit, he like comes, he goes, oh, just to let you know, like this didn't happen in the military. I was in the military, oh, but okay. his is like a freak. He got his finger, uh, cut his finger, got a blood disease, and basically thought he was had the flu. Woke up, uh, it was a long time later. Like, like a long time. I want to say months. And then woke up without his two legs. Oh so, yeah. how did you... Oh, it, it's a gnarly story. And we're talking to them because we wanted to do a charity component in the show. Cause sure. We're taking everyone's fucking personal stories like this and I got to sleep at night a little bit because we're you know we're trying to profit off of their fucking stories <laughs> basically fine. yeah this is America. America. right I was I, like, yeah I guess it's you know, yeah yeah but but it, it, it is a matter of sort of like and I was talking to him and he was just talking about being an amputee and about the process a little bit and I mean I was just riveted I mean and then he was telling me about all the different ways the guys it's a charity called Wiggle, uh, Wiggle at Your Toes. Do you yep. know them? Okay. 100%. They're oh. awesome. Okay, yeah. Super so that's awesome. who we're, we're kind of reaching out to them now and trying Good. to get something going. That but, is, uh, we're that is a a, an awesome organization. Good. 100%. Good. And then for the military one, is it uh, DV, uh, Disabled Veteran? DAV. DAV. There yep. you go. Yep. They're awesome, that, too. Okay. All right. That's the other one that we're trying to – because we do a lot of military shows, too. So. Sure. Um, but anyway, the uh, what he – he started talking about shit that I just had never thought of, and I think a lot of people don't think of. And I, I, I'd like to hear your experience with it. But so yours, you you are double amputee at at the knee for both, or one was above. above the knee, one below. Okay, yep, the right one is below the knee. That's a paper cut. We call it at Walter Reed. Right. Yep. <laughs> Do you jack off with the legs on or off? Well, it depends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it depends. A lot of times, shower is the best place. Was it weird the first time? <laughs> nope. To not see it? No. <laughs> nope. You just look down at it and say, get ready, playboy. We're getting yeah. after it. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I, I tell you what, though, having this one knee, though, to throw the boots to the gal. Yeah. Crucial. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you probably have some, some neat moves. And that, that, was uh... the, that was the biggest thing, too. When I woke up. And I didn't put this in my book. Yeah. That I woke up and I was just yelling, where's, my dick is gone. It is gone. And they were like, no, 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 it's there. And I was like, it is not. But my <laughs> hands were numb. I didn't have legs. Oh, God. I was all kinds of fucked up. So then they put my hand my there. dick is gone. And I felt. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, it's, my balls were the size of a beanbag chair. Oh, my God. I've heard of. <laughs> Because, I mean, a 200 pounds blew up under us. Right. Oh, so that's not good for your balls. Yeah, okay. the South Park where right. Randy Marsh is bouncing around, right? Yeah. That's what it looked like. Yeah. There's a guy for the band Tower of Power, uh, Chris Mack, who's a heroin addict, and he woke up with giant balls because he was shooting heroin into his balls or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember, that's, but yeah that's... Like basketball size. Like for real <laughs> basketball size. Purple. And yeah. So when you found out that you had been brought back to life three times. Did that change your perspective on, because you had been living for two years, right. thinking that I had just been double amputee, and then finding out that the extra layer, did that kind of change your perspective? I got chills. But I mean, I knew I was close to dying. I didn't know I was that close. Yeah. But certainly then, that was horrifying to hear. But it, it didn't change the outcome. Right. So I was like, yeah, I mean. I would have died retroactively. <laughs> Just out of fear. Yeah, it was. I would have had, like, if I thought I was dying, I'd have my, like, this is going to be my last words that I say. Like, I got to get this in order. Like, tell somebody that I love them or. And I did say that. I grabbed my buddy Adam because Miller, the Marine, was repeating himself. So it's like, (laughs) hey, tell my family I love them. And and Adam said, shut up. You're going to tell them yourself. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I hope you're right. Do you think that stuff. Do you think that stuff's important? Like, I mean, I, you know, I know staying conscious is for yeah, sure, yeah. but after the fact, when you're kind of in the, 
I don't know. Like, I mean, that motivational... Because I'm so cynical, like, in a way, that if people did that to me, I feel like it would push me into the grave almost. Be like, we fucking stop no. saying I'm going to make but it. But when that's it, though... Yeah. And, they're, and they were... When I would... Originally, when I heard the... My buddy ended up being Corey next to me, and I knew he was in very tough shape. I would close. I was closing my eyes because I didn't want to see that, and I needed to stay calm and I needed to keep my heart rate down. I didn't want to lose any more blood. The guys would run by and slap me in the face. They're like, "Stay awake!" Wow, really? So then, like the third one, fucking hurt so bad. And mind you, my legs were mangled. Right. And yet this slap to the face hurt. And I was like, motherfucker, did you? I lived through a 200-pound bomb. Right. Now and you're trying to beat me to death. Did they sneak Gosh. their name on my life insurance policy? Right, right. What the fuck? Are they in cahoots with my ex-wife? Just, God damn it. <laughs> um, what, what was that? I mean, so you lost two friends, close friends too, right? Fucking yeah. horrible. And uh when did you, when were you aware of that? I mean, obviously you knew one guy was gurgling, but you didn't know who it was. Right. Like, when did you have to face that? When I woke up at Walter Reed. So that Street. eight days later. And okay. they were like, I woke up and I saw I was in a hospital room. I heard a woman's voice being like, John, do you know where you're at? And I didn't yet open my eyes. And I was like, oh, it's just like college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had unfamiliar woman asking me where I'm at. And I was like. And I saw a hospital room, so I was like, fucking better not be heaven. Yeah. Someone lied to me. And then uh, I saw my injuries, and I was like, yeah, this wasn't a dream. Then I said, where's Tim? Where's Nelly? My best friend, my roommate, my squad leader, he was in the seat behind me. And uh, they said, he got banged up really bad, but he's going to return to work in two weeks. He's still in Iraq. Yeah, two weeks. Wow. Right? Imagine that. He's a bat. He's a stud. How Bad do you ass. go, even just to think of that, how he do you go back bomb, to work though. after, like, True. you know what I mean? And the first patrol he went back out on, they hit an IED and got, oh. they got, and it, thankfully, Fuck the shit. fuckers didn't set it up right, so only the blasting cap went off, RPGs ran, so it was an ambush. They backed in, called in artillery, and took care of business, but, um... After hearing Tim was fine, I said, what about the others? And they didn't really have to say it because I could just tell by their body language. But they said, yep, Corey and Brian died. Yeah. And I was like, that was fucking rock bottom for me. Yeah. Because it was my job to bring them home. Because you were a staff sergeant, right? Yep. I was there. At that time, I was a sergeant and I was their team leader. And it was just, yeah. Do you, you know, are you able to now, like, because I'm guessing there wasn't a spot in this where, like, everyone said, no, 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 John, let's stop. Let's stop right here. And he said, no, let's go forward no. 10 more feet, right? I mean, it, you know I what I mean? Know, it wasn't my fault. Yeah. It wasn't Tim's fault. And Tim takes full brunt because he was the squad leader. But on this patrol, of course, how it works out. I said, no, I got this one. You're sitting back. Yeah. And now, to this day, he feels feels responsible sure in war shit happens sometimes they get you yeah and that's it so but it's it's it sucks that two of the best guys i've ever known yeah are dead but we get to we hang out with their families we i go deer hunting with the wristed family every tim and i and todd Mm -hmm. who was one of the guys that saved my life we go up there uh to red lake falls every november yeah is, is this something when you get to those guys, like when you get with those guys and, you know, you have beers and it's fucking 3 a.m. or whatever, like, is, is it something you have to relive and cry about and whatever every year For in a, a way? Bit. Like, I, I mean, I would imagine a long time. I mean, For a bit. is that done? Would you say? It, it's done. Yeah. I mean, we talk about I mean, it a little bit. I mean, they have, they have questions because they weren't there. The family wasn't there. Yeah. And, uh, but it's more of now. I mean, the Ristead family, that every year, at least once a year, they will go out of their way to be like, we're happy you lived, which is awesome, and it feels good because I feel guilty. Yeah. I have no idea why I lived and Corey didn't. That's, you know, I was going to ask you that. Do you know medically what the difference, like, did shrapnel hit, and I don't know, it's dark, but you know what I mean, like, was it a right shrapnel hit to them? Critical organs, hit your legs? Yeah. Like, was it because of where you're sitting or what? 
you know, they just yeah, they no the, idea. All, they weren't. They didn't have a chance. They were right. gone it right away. Good. Yeah, right away. So the good news is they didn't feel anything. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. And so, but so I mean, the sounds I heard, I don't. I'm not certain that they were even around at that time. That might have just been. Yeah, there are some, after death. Yep. Yeah, yeah, noises like that. And then, so what was your war experience before that? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, had you been there yep. a long time? Had you seen yep. a lot of death and all that Nine stuff? Months. We mainly, and it wasn't even our, our, our squad was pretty, we avoided a lot of that. Our lieutenant liked to stick us out at this forward combat outpost. And we never said no. We we're just like, yeah, whatever. Cool. Mm-hmm. So we'd be out there in the middle of nowhere. We would see shit happening in the distance, calling on the radio and stuff like that. We would be in patrols. We had a couple of close calls, um, but nothing like a lot of the other squads that mm-hmm. would would come back and say, yeah, we found five dead bodies because these individuals that lived in these villages were thought to cooperate with the United States. So then these insurgents would sneak in at night, kidnap them, torture them for three days, bound their hands behind their body, cut their head off, mm-hmm. leave them by the village, just scare the rest. Oh yeah, yeah. Jeez. We just had a we had an awful story. We had a, a special ops guy here a couple of weeks ago, and he told just a brutal, brutal story about these people they that they cultivated as a oh yeah contact and just murdered. They got slaughtered. And like they were a whole family, this close, kids. probably to being able to get yeah. intel and stuff. And it sucks because they were actually like going back to set. Like they got word and they're like racing back there and they got there just in time to basically kind of know dust was in the air that people had left and just. Men, women, children, just, yep. yeah, you know, everyone, just fucking brutal. That's, throughout this show, we've had um, incredible, I mean, you know, awful, awful, awful shit. You know, this, I had not one honorable bone in my body when I started the show. It was just to kind of talk, you know, and hear about some dark shit, kind of. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, it has changed for me. Like, I basically didn't like troops that much, you know, before. Sure. Like, I mean, yeah. a lot of my men is like, <laughs> fucking douchebag, I don't know. And then... You start doing this, and of course that's me being whatever a little bit right joking. over the but, top. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, and then you start like hearing these stories, and 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 that's where now I'm like it's it's really important for people to hear this stuff because it's just you know people need to know what the fuck they're saying when they go you know what we should do is go over there and fucking bomb them. <laughs> it's like let's know all these right. fucking guys who are sending over there and, right. and absolutely. You can bomb- a place to piss. Yeah. You still need boots on the ground to take over the territory. Yeah, yeah. What is your feeling on war now? Uh, it hasn't changed. I mean, the war in Iraq, in hindsight, people can still say that mm-hmm. it was a mistake. I would go back in a heartbeat. I mean, we saw a factory that produced weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. The, the good and the bad about the world we live in today, we're social media the whole deal and at that time there wasn't social media really but hey guess what everybody we're we're invading iraq okay cool we'll sit down yeah. saying can bury whatever get rid of whatever yeah i mean we walked through this fucking factory and we had to go through it a couple times a week bottles broken whatever who knows what we breathed in but there was like instruction manuals on how to if something happened in there, what to put on for gas masks. Right. Yeah. I, like, there is no, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind there's weapons of mass destruction. And then, so when you say that, you mean just, like, is that nukes or is that just any, no, no, I don't know, no, no, weapon of mass chemical destruction? Chemical weapons. Yeah, yeah, chemical yeah, chemical weapons. weapons. And stuff. Oh, he for sure which, did chemical yeah. weapons, which, right? Which, after 9 11, looking yeah. at that, and whatever. It's, we it's easy to in hindsight be like here's what we should have done at that time we had to look out for number one we had to look out for the united states after mm-hmm. we were hit i agree you had to look at it and and what better way than to send the best trained best equipped military the world's ever seen and say you know what and when they say well we started terrorism insurgents and terrorists fly there to fight our military much better than them fighting in our schools, our churches, our homes, our sure. malls. It's one. Of, it's it's a shitty situation to think about. Yeah, but it's a reality. Well, you think it's a reality that they'd come here? I mean, I think they do 100%. terrorist acts, but I mean, I don't think they'd come here in like conventional warfare. 
Not right. No, because yeah. to be honest, having seen them in action, conventional warfare, they don't have a fucking chance. Yeah, yeah. No. No. Yeah, if they, they went to, to the state fair and you have the little machine gun BB gun to yeah. win the pre- they would be shooting the person behind the they they wouldn't even hit the paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're awful. <laughs> right. But when it comes to sneak attacks, putting bombs in the road, Blowing themselves up, all that. Mm-hmm. Not only are they good at it, yeah. <laughs> but they're willing to do it because yeah. they have nothing to live for. Mm-hmm. And that's why, right now in Afghanistan, currently, their people are flying there to fight. Yeah, our greatest. Yeah, cool. So it would be like people being wanting to say, "I'm the best at football, and I don't like this. I'm going to fly. I'm going to fly to New England. Yeah, and I'm going to play against Tom Brady. Okay, cool. Knock your socks off." Right, Have right. Fun. You know, and I haven't even looked at it, but I know. Um, I guess has Trump gone isolationist? Like they, like he kind of said at certain points, or are we still like has that changed? I'm just not even aware. No, I mean the mission and where politically a lot of the stuff has appeared to change with mm-hmm. him being president, but the mission in Afghanistan and Iraq hasn't changed all that yeah, much. That's Rules of engagement probably have. Mm-hmm. Where we say, okay, cool, more drone strikes, more of this, more of that, a lot more special operations missions. Yeah. But in Afghanistan, which is a lot more of a conventional war, we pulled out of Iraq for all intents yeah. and purposes. But Afghanistan is more of a what it was five, ten years ago. Yeah. It's more of just loosen up the rules of engagement. Right. Did you ever kill anyone in uh in- I didn't. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, it's just one of those questions you have no, to. I yeah, don't. we uh, try to pride ourselves on asking all the fucking questions. Sure. So, yeah. Yep, I didn't. A okay. bunch of guys in my unit did. I almost got killed, but I didn't get any of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what, though? I'm glad I yes. wasn't put in that spot. Yeah, it's you wouldn't that, feel good about it. Have, We've talked to a bunch of guys who right. killed a lot of people. Believe me, I have not. zero PTSD. So it's really yeah. That's that's kind of amazing. You know, I, I mean, and you think that's your mindset before this? What like have you always been a positive guy? For the most part, yeah. Okay. And then getting back to the question that kind of started this, where where would you be if that never happened, do you think? Like, I mean, would you have run for the state senate or state no, house? No, I what, was in yeah. the state. No, no, I probably would. I mean, Slumberland? my goal was, I remember, yeah, I'd still be back at, <laughs> at the furniture factory. Yeah. Uh, no, I had talked about running for city council in Badness Heights, Minnesota, where I was born and raised. Mm-hmm. Or not born, but raised. Um so I was always interested in politics, okay. but no, I I worked at an ink manufacturing facility in North Minneapolis, and loved that. It was fine. Deployed, came back wounded. I my goal before I got hurt was to be a paramedic firefighter for St. Paul Fire Department, mm-hmm. and I went through EMT training right before Iraq, and I tried out for St. Paul Fire to get on the list, and when I got back, I was gonna try out again to stay on Mm -hmm. the list. So that was my dream job. Obviously, things have worked out different. And honestly, I wouldn't change a thing. Right. It worked out. What, um, going through, like, okay, like, when do you get your prosthetic legs in that, like, in that process? And what's that like? Because the guy who I talked to, it was very interesting to me. He told me that you start off with shorter legs. A lot of I times? I didn't. Be, okay, so he must have been double above the knee. Yes, I think so. So I have the one like, below like the right paper cut. Oh, yeah. That's right. Kind of pussy yep. a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the rug burn. Right. Um, I, it would have been shortly after, but my pelvis was shattered. <clears throat> so I had to wait till February. I got hurt December 2nd of 2006. Fe- oh, actually March. You like didn't have a pity Christmas, kind of? You didn't no. go like, hmm, my... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I Legitimately, as I woke up, and even though I saw my legs were gone and all that, I was just happy to be alive, which okay. is why I'm glad I was awake for the whole thing, because... Oh, to wake up and then, like, my legs are gone? Right, Holy that shit, shit. where did these go? Yeah. That's what like this dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, that would that would like, be I went to much bed much six, worse. At least then, yeah, you're conscious of it. You're like, okay, I, I've already kind of dealt with the fact that I know I'm going to lose my legs rather than I wake up and now my friends are dead, my legs are gone, and that's going to hit right. you so much harder than. Do you think we have my bit about people who lost two legs uh, recorded that we could drop into this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I would think of it just about. Uh, 
Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was, I was with your prosthetics, do you get to pick your height? Like, could you have been like no, seven feet? Asshole. No, no, that's, that's my fucking bit. Story. That's my no. fucking bit. He's 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 doing it. I they they gave me the chance to pick, but I went with their recommendation. They said go shorter because then you're top you're less top heavy. Now, if I had not, if I had one good leg still, yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. Right, you have to pick. Yeah, you have, you to, have to have pick the same, what that is. Circle the whole but time. But plus, you're still more stable. But you're, no matter how heavy prosthetics are, your upper body's still heavier. Yeah, and your your legs, my legs, especially on my left side, my regular leg was a lot heavier than this one by probably ten to twelve pounds. Right, so. You look at it, and that weights you down. So they said, shorter, go by an inch, and then foot size, size and a half shorter. So I'm, yeah. I used to be 11 and a half foot. I'm now 10. I used to be 5'11". I'm now 5'10", 5'9"-ish, actually, now, because <laughs> I think I'm shrinking. But Yeah, yeah. 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 No, did, I've... did they give you the like little, uh, like the ski... Don't you fucking do the ski thing option? Anything I want. I would have got the, the springy thing. ski yeah. legs. <laughs> if so you're sick. going to lose, like, pro tip, if you're going to lose your legs, have it be in a war. Because you get anything. It's all paid for. Yeah. yeah. And they will call. When I would door knock for, when I was running for office, I wore out an entire prosthetic and the socket. Doesn't matter. If it was private insurance, they'd yeah. been like, no, that's your Like 60000 bucks the, or for what? For the 10-year. Ten how years? Much? How much? Like like sixty thousand per leg or something no, like, like that? One hundred twenty. No shit. Per yeah. leg. Per yeah. For oh. the left one, the right one doesn't. That's well, easy, yeah, but yeah, still, yeah, yeah. like if somebody that was just like your average person so, that doesn't have let right, this not get leg in the dirt because this guy blew me away and why we want to work with that charity is because there are kids who get born like born like birth defects whatever yeah. them. they need new prosthetics as they grow so they need new shit every year. Like that, and their insurance company will say no. Yeah, we'll drop. So and like I they try have to carry to... that in the legislature. Yeah, and I was told That's... I had one female representative say, "This is great. I'm going to sign on." Being like, "If you're a if you're an insurance company, this is part of the deal." Like, do you yeah. want me to sit at home and be sad all day? No. Now I'm back to work, paying a shitload of taxes. Yeah. all is good because of these legs, and so. She signed on and was like, yep, this is great. This is a great idea. The next day she comes up to me and goes, if you ever want to advance in politics, you better kill this bill. And I told her, I said, what? She said, yep. And I was still naive to how politics work. Yeah. Right. And I told her to go to bed. I was like, nope, I'm still care." And I outed her and was like, oh, yeah, cool. You were really? fucking cool with being on this. Oh, yeah. How'd you out her? Uh, I think it was Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, all, I mean, whatever. And then she said some I think other that's what you need. I mean, for awful real. Awful, awful human being. Yeah. Yeah. The majority of people in okay. politics, wonderful. She was one of the awful. Yeah. But to go back to the prosthetic thing, everybody that pays the shitload that they do for health insurance should have the right to, if Fuck they're yeah. unfortunate. Right. You it's get to fuck, go back. My what kind of world do awesome you want to live because in? Because of these lives. Right. right. What, uh, what are the trade like? What what's the shittiest part about having fake legs? Fake uh, legs, probably real so, legs. No, no, yeah. no, it's fire away. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think traveling where I have to bring my wheelchair because at night I take these off. Yeah, and so because you get like chafy knees, kind of, or whatever. Yes, and and I don't. I mean, it's it's it gets greasy down. Yeah, there, yeah. You know? And it, with a gal, you don't want to reek. You yeah, know what I, you know what I'm saying. Oh, like, your shit yeah. stinks anyway. You want her to yeah, be like, fine huh. down there. Yeah. So no, but it's more. It you can is, have a it is di- for... smelly dick and smelly yeah. fucking leg stumps. <laughs> right. Is... Yeah, just one of the three. Yeah. Is this Bigfoot stink? Right. Fucking right. stink. <laughs> so no, it. Look, you. For health purposes and skin mm-hmm. wellness, yes, and just yeah, you take them off. It legit. I don't even know how to. I don't remember what it's like to take shoes off. Yeah. But like in the army, we tie our boots real tight. Taking those off was like, oh, yes. Yeah. So guessing that, taking the legs off, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So it's like girls with like, when they talk about not having to wear a bra type that, of thing. And that's yeah. what my wife says too. She's like, oh, I get it. I get it. And I'm like, do you? Uh, you know, like, yeah. 
So there's they, usually like on a football Sunday, my ideal football Sunday, mm-hmm. I don't even put my legs on. And I have a, yeah. I'm fortunate to have an elevator in my house where I don't, I can go downstairs to my football room and just, I don't have to put my legs on all day. Yeah, yeah. When you, so, um, so you came home a war hero. You got the war heroes welcome and all that. I know you hate that uh, phrase, you know, I'm sure. I'm thank sure. You. Yep, yep, they all do. But it, it, you know, whatever. You are. I mean, except according to the president, you know, I like my heroes <laughs> not getting their legs cut off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but whatever. Um, but, uh, and then whatever, at some point you got a divorce, which, uh, <laughs> that's gotta be rough on her to like, Oh, you divorced the war hero, huh? Anyway, but well, she's got, you got to she's be had plenty of other guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing fine. Okay. She doesn't need me. Good. Yeah, exactly. As if guys are not going to fucking line up to, yeah, we're guys. Um, but so you must've gone through dating to some degree, right? What, what was that like? You know? It must have been weird for women to want go like, okay, I think I want to fuck this guy, but is it going to be different? Because the, like, did you sense that? Did you have a way to communicate that, was that my to people? Worry, but apparently not. Really? I mean, they look at it and they're like, go war here. I'm, t, I'm with it. Yeah. They're like, if that Model T has a crank start on it, I'm going to start that son right? of a bitch. Yeah. So, well. and that was, to be honest, that is the reason I stayed in the situation I was in for as long as I did, because I was worried. Gals don't yeah. want a guy with no legs. Right, right. When I was at Walter Reed, everybody on our ward, Ward 57 was for amputees, whether you lost a leg, two legs, arm, two arms, everybody's gal left them. What? They did. That doesn't shock me, actually. I shouldn't. Mine, except mine and a guy in the room next door. And in hindsight, looking at it, I... I think that those people were honorable in the sense that they were like, you know what? I am not in. I can't handle this. I'm out. Instead of pretending for 11 years that you're supportive and all that. Fuck yeah. So that's where... I mean, especially because there is a period, you know, and and if anyone knows the show, they know I hate taking the woman's side. But, I mean, I'm not. (laughs) But how it's like, what a dynamic change, you know, that... The husband, you're the alpha, you know, in many mm-hmm. cases, and then all of a sudden you need help, or you know, I would imagine yeah, yeah. through a lot of that, and it's like at first, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, just what a, and then there's resentment on her part because uh, you got to help, which you resent back because it's like, oh fuck you, <laughs> you, right. you know what I mean? It's like God, I mean, it's it's an incredible thing to endure, just like people lose children or whatever. I mean, I, right. you know, I get it. I fucking. You know, my wife almost divorced me out because I didn't put the dishes in the dishwasher. Sure. Let alone, you know, like resentment's a bitch. It's it always is. there. So, yeah, that, that'd be uh, remarkably difficult. It's one I of those two that. where I love those kids, mm-hmm. stepkids. Otherwise, I would have been gone a long time. And the biggest problem with people in the military, and we're all, we can preach about it all day. We could give classes on it for people who are just coming out of basic training. It will never change. We make the most abrupt decisions and marry the just going, I'm going to Iraq. This gal I'm dating, gotta fucking marry her. Right? Yeah. Because right. you gotta have someone to come home yep. to. Even though probably you're going home to a gal and her boyfriend. So right. like yeah. it's, it's one of those things where you just you learn from it in that thirty seven. It took a me Jody? Jody is the yeah. that is Jody is real. Yeah. But, <laughs> Jody is real. But once I left and I met other gals and just, you know, you go through your rebounds, then I met my current wife and she is lit as fuck. She yeah. is the coolest and she, and the most awesome thing about it, she knows what she's getting into. Yeah. She knows she bought from the half off rack. Yeah. Literally. Because right. <laughs> half of me is gone. It probably changed how you presented yourself right. too, right? right. Like to that point, yeah, you're confident. Here. You're not trying to struggle through how to live with your situation. You're like, nope, this is me. I'm like, I who need I am. four nights Spot a week. On. I need four nights a week to drink by myself. Right, that's me. It <laughs> was, but also to financially get into a spot where I was like, you know what? I'm doing well enough on my own. I could live alone. I could keep the house, mm-hmm. all that. And I got to that point. And then I, I've never felt better in my life where I've always been happy. Even during my shitty marriage. Yeah. I was happy. Yeah. Because I'm alive. Every day is a gift. But then I met I met Kayla. And I was like, you know what? I couldn't imagine life without her. And, and now 
I see things a lot more clearly. I feel. Like. I was going to ask you if if your decision making and everything like like when I had kids for me, mm-hmm. I mean like I needed to have kids. Like I would fixate on myself and just, I mean just in yep. a shitty way. Whereas it's a now, healthy thing. Guys. It is, man. It, it truly is just a matter of like, nope, can't do that. Nope, I have to do this. It's I don't know. It's just better. And I I think that you get to you're up a level because you know what it's like to to die essentially, I wanna, right? And I want to have a kid. With, yeah. with her. Yeah. And especially, I joke about it, but if her and I get a divorce, I at least get to see the kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so, so I want to back up just a little bit. You said you have an elevator in your house. Yeah. What What are things that you have in your house that are different? Obviously, other than the elevator, is there stuff that roll you got shower. put in? Roll and shower. Is there anything that's like cool that you're like, even if I had my legs, I'd want this? I still want the elevator. Yeah. The elevator, yeah. yeah. If I get super fucked up, there was a couple times where <laughs> even when I had my legs on, my friends put me early on, right when I got back from the hospital before I got my tolerance back up. They <laughs> just posted me up in there oh, like yeah. a fallen tree. They just leaned me in the corner and sent it up. And I was like, motherfuckers could have <laughs> rode with me up yeah. like one level. It's not a 10 it's level like a, house. Yeah, a right. dumbwaiter almost, right? right. Where they right. just send a plate <laughs> of food then, up there. And then they... Went upstairs, opened it, and I don't know if they just didn't trust the mechanics of the elevator, and they were like, well, in case it falls, it was a good run, John. But when it was there, when it got upstairs, they opened it, dragged me out, put me to bed. All was good. How about falling down early with you? Like, like, as a guy, I'm sure you were very athletic and all that stuff, and it's like, to feel like, just me getting... Um, older and being less fucking athletic. <laughs> like, I now feel vulnerable. I walk on the streets worried about young toughs who are going to come push me over. It's young like, toughs? <laughs> I like that phrase. You ever, like, you know, have you had those moments where some 10-year-old kids playing football run into you and you fall down? Like, oh, God, I'm I the fucking... Fa- I, I rarely fall. Okay. Um, I usually use a cane, not always, mm-hmm. which tremendously helpful around kids and stuff like that. But no, I feel... At Walter Reed, they teach you how to fall. Yeah. Basically, like, tuck your arms in and duck your shoulder. Kind of roll a little bit, yeah. tuck and roll like Mm -hmm. it's a nuke coming in or whatever. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) How about kid things, like what kids have said to you? There must be some funny, you know, kids always look and say, like, ridiculous shit to people all the time. Yesterday, there was a, um, I give motivational speeches Mm -hmm. for, as a side job. And yesterday at Minnesota West uh, College in Worthington, there was a middle schooler. They bust a bunch of middle schoolers that were picked by their teachers as future leaders. She came up and she goes, your story gave me hope because even on my bad days, I've realized that I have a very good life. And if I focus on the good things in my life, those bad days aren't bad. And I was like, I was speechless. I'm never speechless. Mm-hmm. I was speechless. So like that, and yeah. kids kids are the most precious thing we have. They ask about the legs. That's what I was going to say. Like, so I like, more like the five-year-olds. Yeah, did look they get and the, say the, where they're just being candid? And like, like uh, my you're young. a robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I always looked up to Optimus Prime. That's how I am part of him. Yeah. My young uh, nephew was like three years old, and I have this great big fat aunt, Betty. And uh, he was sitting there Everyone's looking at her. Fat aunt Betty, of course, right? of course. And I love my aunt Betty. Yeah. Anyway, and, <laughs> and uh, he was staring at her legs. And we, it's like the whole family sitting on the back porch, and you see his little, you know, their water-headed three, you know, three, four-year-old kid. <laughs> and he like just looks at her giant legs. She's wearing shorts, like she has no business wearing shorts with those things. And he looks. <laughs> and he Thought looks, there were a couple of redwoods. Oh, he goes, Auntie Betty, your legs look like hot dogs. <laughs> And it was just like fucking everyone just fell out. It was so yeah. fucking funny. Did she laugh so, too? Hopefully. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she's good. She Betty gets that gets stuff. Yeah, she gets, Betty's she knows what's going on. Big lady's been around like big lady her whole life. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, legs are like hot dogs. We're going to have to cut out some of this probably. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Betty, I've gone too yeah, far. Betty's going to be like, son of a bitch. She will not listen to this podcast. She's born again. And, right. Uh, but the has, one episode uh, she listens to will be this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, again, what I do is I don't research the person a lot, but I think if it was me, you know, and I try to go sure. through it. And I think like how – so whenever you do an event, whenever you do an it's it's very, you know, war hero put to the front and all that stuff. Does that ever get just like, oh, fucking come on, or like people coming up and saying shit to you? Is it 
embarrassing or do you find a spot in your head where it's like I'm doing this on behalf of all these other people kind yeah. of? Yep, that the war hero part mm-hmm. is a little bit tough for me because yeah. I'm I drove over I was in the passenger <laughs> seat of a vehicle that drove over a box. Right. I so that I don't think that's a hero. My buddy well, that it died, is because you're laying it down. You're doing right, something just by on being, for all yeah, of us. By being right, there, right. yeah, it's yeah. very heroic. And I appreciate but, that, right. and I get it. You'd rather be a war hero by and dragging some... And I'm not, like, offended some, by yeah. it, but I'm just... It's one of those where I just... You know, Corey and Brian and my friend Jimmy, who died a month later, yeah. in a separate attack. Those are my friends. Those yeah. are, like, my best friends. Those are heroes to me. And so, it is what it is, and I'm thankful it... I'm never going to complain about any of that because I'm alive. Mm-hmm. And every day I wake up and I put my pants on my legs, then I put my legs on, mm-hmm. is a gift. Is that the order? Yeah. Okay, pants yep. on my legs. I got to put my pants on my legs before I put them on. Sure. I mean, I could change, but it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. But it's like legitimately, I'm living on borrowed time. And yeah. And there's yeah. nothing sweeter than saying... 12 years later, I, I have 12 bonus years I got. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I thought I was going to die. Right? No. No shit. Yeah, I mean, for sure. <laughs> I mean, just in an intense, intense way. Um, well, I'm, I mean, I know you have to go, so so I don't want to keep you here much longer. But uh, I do want to talk about if you ever come back someday. I would love to talk to you about the, uh, yes. the state rep stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No. It'd be great. Let's it was do fun. It. it was awesome. It'd be a lot of fun, man. Thank you very much for, for coming and thank you for your service. You which guys I used are to awesome. say in a cynical way, sort of, <laughs> yeah. but now, now I mean it. So, yeah. yeah. So, well, thank we you give very much. each other shit, too. Like, my buddies will look at him and go, Thank you for your service. <laughs> my buddy Jack Zimmerman from Southern Minnesota, mm-hmm. he's double above the knee, very high. So, he's in a wheelchair all the time. We joke, you know, this past weekend we hung out and I was, he was like, be sure to tell John, thank you for your service. It's <laughs> real grumpy. And I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah. A really funny thing, again, that that guy told me is the hierarchy of amputees. And that they're like, he's like, there'll be all these groups and someone will come in and say like, but I lost, you know, I lost yeah. three fingers on my left hand. Right. Or whatever. And how like annoying that is. And We had one um, dude that, and he was my mentor at Walter Reed. He lost his left arm. This past weekend was the first time i seen him since i was at walter reed and during when it was like all right let's give a round of applause to so-and-so jack could turn around and point to adam and be like disrespectful bro because he's not clapping because he only has one arm yeah that's a, what a dick that's yeah a, but i feel like that's dick. that's how you have to be that's how a lot of the people that come on this show are is where it's like you laugh about stuff like that because it's like what are you gonna do just let it beat you down and be miserable your whole life 100 percent that the biggest thing that got me through this is a sense of humor, ability to laugh at myself. If yeah. you can laugh at yourself, right, you can get through anything. Think how hard it'd be the meeting women and talking about it if you weren't able to be, you know, right. the way you are. Yeah. You know, I mean, right. it, it would be hard. So yeah, if you're still proud and you know, have to be. Life is a gift. I used man. to do a thing. I, I used to. I had a. I was a junkie in L.A. and I had a wheelchair that, and I'd go and I'd pretend like I was. I was a cripple. This is a horrible sure. fucking thing. <laughs> hey. It is. But it was funny at the time because I'd go, because I'd play a character well, in my head. Right. Because you look back on it and go, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was a fucking, <laughs> a piece of shit. But, uh, and I'd play the the, the uh, indignant cripple or whatever. So I'd go and I'd go down like, and there was this, it was on Hollywood Boulevard and there was all these uh, stores where they had aisles that were like just wider than a wheelchair. And I found I'd go down these aisles and try to turn around but I'd bang into it because I'd act like I can't yeah, yeah, do yeah. it and then people would come try to help and I'd go I can do it leave me alone and i play this like indignant cripple so it's just really fun I thought this was so yeah, I just wanted to give you a tip for something to do this weekend if you're right. I thought you were fall, fall down well, that's falling like, down that's, a, that's football Sundays at home when I when the Vikings lose and I'm too fucked up and then, <laughs> right yeah my wife's like let me help you upstairs I'm like go on this night and cook me dinner I was gonna say is it like to the point where because you, like, you can obviously do a lot of stuff on your own where you try to like milk it and be like, hey, can you help me with this? And she's like, she's like no, opposite, you, I've yeah. seen you be able to do that. You can do it yourself. No, she maybe with the last one because I hate her. But, <laughs> but the, the current one, no, I do everything I can yeah. and then some. And she's super thankful. So, it's, yeah, it's good. It's, do you often have, like, have you ever had any really annoying or embarrassing, like, when we came here, we have long stairs going down mm-hmm. the studio. 
I, I knew for a fucking fact you can walk down the stairs. Like, I really, but. Well, you still think you about feel it. like you yeah. have to ask just because it's me, like, I don't know. He said, though, and I was like, oh, okay, I think we'll get along. He goes, hey, you fucking cripple. Can you get, get down me? <laughs> no, he didn't say that. <laughs> oh, I actually thought I might have. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, kind of imbalance. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, anyway, this is great. Get back to your wife. And, uh, and yeah, thank you so much. We, we would love to have you back. Oh, so, yeah, you We'd definitely have your Yeah, yeah, sure. for real. Yes. No, had, had a lot thank of fun. Thank you. And that was our episode, everybody. I hope that you guys liked it and liked the way that it sounded. Tevin, what did you think? I liked I like it. To act like, like we it listened was, to the whole yeah, thing. Was, <laughs> no, it was... Definitely one of the more fun ones that we've had in a while, just because he was so easygoing about it's his nice situation. To to he someone... didn't take himself so seriously that you couldn't joke with him. Yeah, both episodes this week. Um, the next one is Kathleen Bangs, and she she's like been a Fox News pundit, but she's a pilot. She's like she's very accomplished, well spoken, and been in public before. And it's yeah. like, it was nice to do two podcasts in a row with someone who can kind of carry some yeah. of the conversation. So we'll get back to some drooling fucking drug addict again. Um, come see me and Steve at Sisyphus Brewing in Minneapolis. Great comedy room. Great beer. Great comics. <laughs> great great ticket prices. Like. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, so come see us and uh, share the episode. Thanks. Good night.